Welcome back to the podcast today. I've got Ben Rubenstein, the chief revenue officer of Realtor.com, former CEO of OpCity. Ben, nice to see you again. How are you doing? Yeah, good to see you too. Doing well. Happy to be here. Great. I just want to start for those that don't know you and maybe have never heard you speak at at Inman or, you know, obviously now all these conferences are virtual. So for somebody that doesn't know you, what's your background story? Get get into building OpCity all the way to to today at realtor.com. Yeah, so quick background. Um, well, I'm from Connecticut, like you. Uh, grew up there, uh, went to school in Philadelphia. There I started a company called Yodel. Uh, Yodel was an online marketing company for small businesses. Uh, scaled that business to about 1,500 employees. We had about 70,000 customers on the platform and ultimately sold to uh, web.com for uh, $342 million back in 20, early 2016. Uh, then started OpCity. Uh, in 2015, right before the Yodel exit, uh, and OpCity helps, you know, I think you know what it is, but helps uh, consumers connect with real estate agents, and uh, we don't charge agents any fee at all until the deal's closed and they pay on referral. Um, OpCity uh, scaled to, we had at the time probably four or 500 employees. Uh, we had, when we sold, about 100,000 agents on the platform, uh, and we sold to Realtor.com in uh, late 2018. Uh, I stayed as the CEO of OpCity uh, for about a year, year and a half uh, within Realtor.com, and then we fully integrated the businesses. Uh, and so now I'm the chief revenue officer of Realtor.com uh, with about half the employees reporting to me, uh, mainly in sales, support, um, media, and a few other teams there too. Now, what were some of your biggest learnings in building Yodel? Because I think obviously when you built OpCity, you had you had the you know the Yodel wind at your back, so. What did you learn from that from that first company you built? Um, you know, I think one of the things I learned was how hard it was to to focus. <laughs> and the hardest thing for a startup to do is to stay focused on what's important. And focus isn't necessarily what you do. It's more like what you don't do <laughs> and what you say no to. Um, and I think throughout the way, you know, there's lots of great ideas or pivots we could do. Um, and just saying no to stuff was hard. Uh, and ultimately, I think where we had success was, you know, in our early days, we'd just say yes to any customer who'd had money. Customers like, oh, money's money. Let's take them on. And learning that all customers aren't created equal and all money's not created equal. And um, saying no to things that are detrimental to our business or could really suck up a lot of our resources and leaning into the things that are great for the business uh, and finding more of that. Uh, and so I think that helped out a lot. It's just that deep focus on what was important. I find, uh, you know, really successful startup CEOs or high level CEOs are, are great at saying no, exactly like you said, but still great at connecting with so many different people. How do you do both at the same time? Well, saying it's not saying no to meeting people. Actually, I think one of our biggest uh, strengths was how quickly we were able to scale and meet so many great customers and partners. Uh, it's more saying no to, um, you know, deviations from your vision right, from the path that you have, right? I think there'll be people who will say, hey, actually, you should do this differently, or you should go, you should sell to these people, or you should have this other product. And they may be great ideas, um, but, you know, you, can't, you have to be a master of your trade, not a jack of all trades, and know what you do better than anybody else. Um, so there's a difference between, you know, meeting people and scaling and learning. Um, you know, I found, that's why I miss going to, you know, the in-person events of Inman Connect and some other things, is because, just in meeting so many people, I was able to absorb so much information in such a short period of time. Yeah. 
And now I have to be a lot more deliberate or go hunt out information where before I was able to absorb it in a much faster rate. So uh, I do think another thing about CEOs is, is just a constant yearning to learn more um, in absorbing information. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think there's a difference between staying focused on your product and your vision versus absorbing from other you know, smart people in, in the industry. Yeah, I mean, the virtual events, obviously there's a lot of information, but it's much different when you have a sidebar conversation with somebody between sessions and you make a really good connection. It's in fact how you and I, Where you at? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, not in the event or during the event. It was, just, it was just off to the side and, and all of that has been lost obviously with, with these events going virtual now. So I'm looking forward to, to live events. Uh, I agree. I, I learn a lot more in that setting than, than I would in a virtual, especially in these long virtual events. Yeah. And especially, you know, even in our office, right. Uh, I'm still interacting with the people, lots of people from our team, but before I would run into somebody on my way to get lunch or to the bathroom or to get water, right? And I'd overhear something or learn something or talk to somebody about something that I wasn't hunting out. Uh, and that kind of ability to absorb all this content and information through osmosis uh, organically is harder in a remote environment. And yes, Inman, great, I can watch the content, but just running into someone, to, into someone in the hall that I hadn't seen in a year talking about something and then building a partnership through that, that's, that's harder to do. Do you anticipate your office at, at realtor.com going completely remote somewhere in the middle or everybody coming back at some point? You know, it's something we've been talking a lot about. I think, I think work in general will never be the same. So I don't think we'll be able to go exactly back to normal, but we're trying to figure out how, what has been lost during this past year. And how do we make sure we retain those things? And what have we gained during the, this past year? And how do we lean into that as well? So I think some things that have been harder this year is training in new, new hire kind of orientation in a way, right? We do training virtually, but it's different when uh, you're new and you can just turn to left or right and just talk to a peer and say, hey, can you tell me something really quickly? You don't realize how much you just learned through informal mentorship of physically being with people. Uh, I think you know, our culture was so strong and we did so much to invest in our culture. And I think that carried on as people went home and worked from home, but new people never experienced that culture. So how do we get new people feeling who we are, understanding our culture? So I do think a lot in the future, a lot of new hires, we will want to be physically together. How many, um, how many employees there? At Realtor is about 1600. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But much harder than, than just having a smaller team and, and being able to hack virtually. And, but look, we were pretty spread out across the country as it is, right? We have a large office in Austin, Santa Clara, Westlake Village, Vancouver, Morgantown, Scottsdale. I mean, we have we were pretty distributed, so we had the infrastructure to communicate that way. Uh, but we had events where we would all fly together, say as a leadership team and meet. And I think those are gonna, oh, having those times when we can all get together are really, really important. Like I would find in our quarterly business review, the most valuable session was when we went at the end of the day, had dinner and some drinks. Because <laughs> you could that's how you really uh, understood people, built empathy for them, understand who they were as people, which really translated into working much better together and building more trust um, You know, going forward. Well, I'm sure behind the scenes, you guys have talked about this hundreds, if not thousands of times, that the real estate agent, the residential agent in the industry looks at the word realtor as like their word. And, you know, back in the day, like, oh, well, we own realtor.com. And, and, and of course, the agent does not own 
realtor.com. And so now you hear agents saying, well, it's just another, you know, Zillow or Redfin or, or real estate portal where consumers are going and they're selling us back leads. What's been your fix to kind of bring back some of the love affair for the agent to using realtor.com? Yeah, so we're very conscious of this and we are much in closer and part of the industry uh, than you'd say Zillow and Redfin, right? I mean, I think uh, Zillow and Redfin both employ agents, right? We don't, we do not plan to employ agents anytime at all, right? Like they are, uh, we are not competing with agents. We're enabling agents. We're helping agents. I think Redfin and Zillow have really built closed ecosystems in a way, right? Zillow has their own lender, their own title company, Redfin as well. And so, and we don't, right? We encourage agents to bring their own lenders, right? Or if they don't have partners, we'll help help introduce them to great partners. We encourage, we just uh, have this new partnership with Qualia, where Qualia Power is the software that powers lots and lots of title companies, right? Integrating into our, our software and our experience so that an agent could choose one of their title companies and close digitally on our platform. So our vision is supporting the industry, supporting agents, but allowing them to bring their partners onto our platform, but at the same time, helping the agent through an end-to-end -end experience and supporting that agent in their growth and development. If they're in a place where they can't afford to buy any leads, we give them referrals and they can close there. If they're in a place where they want more predictability and control, they can buy the leads. So, so much of realtor.com is having options and choice, uh, which I don't think is, is prevalent in some of the other, other portals. What should an agent right now be most excited about for the future of Realtor? Uh, I think just the amount of new products that are coming out. I think at the speed at which we're moving, and I think at the differentiation between us and Zillow and others, right? I think in the past, it may have been harder to tell what's the difference between Realtor and Zillow. They both sell me leads. I think it's getting pretty obvious the difference now, right? Where Zillow is, um, you know, has their own agents, is competing with realtor.com agents, uh, it, where we are helping agents on our platform, giving them great tools, giving them great experiences, uh, and helping them in ways that um, you know, they, they didn't have access to before. Realtor.com has over 90 million people last month came to our site, right? That's a lot of traffic. That would be next to impossible for any agent to get 90 million people to come to their site. How do they par partner with us and harness that traffic to help grow their business. And I agree with you a hundred percent. You're right. Um, you can look at the traffic on all these, uh, portals or, you know, that their numbers are outrageous and, and it's going to be much more of a cost burden for, especially a single agent or, or a team or a small boutique brokerage with that. How, how many agents are we actually going to need? going forward, we're up to like 1.4 million in NAR. How many yeah. are, are going to be needed to serve the community, uh, the consumer going forward? You know, I do think that number will probably drop through time as uh, stronger agents become more efficient through technology and a lot of that technology that we're providing. Um, and I think that's good for the industry. You know, it used to be the role of an agent was find me a home, right? Take me to tour that home and then help me close that home. I think yeah. find me a home is starting to, you know, that's where we help, right? 
consumers start on the find me a home with realtor.com. And you know what that does? That saves agents a ton of time that they didn't, don't have to deal with anymore, right? The next is take me to tour homes. Well, we have on our site and others do as well, 3D tours, right? And COVID has shown that people want to do that. Or people can go and maybe in one day in their self-driving Uber to, uh, you know, open a house themselves and tour that themselves. And that's going to save agents tons of time as well. But where you'll never be able to replace an agent is that final step, is to negotiate on my behalf, is like deal with my whole family, my wife, my kids, this, this complex situation to get me into this home. All the expertise that you need to know about the neighborhood and what's going to happen uh, and what are the things I should look out for in the house. I mean, I, an analogy I like to make is it's like if I went to court, right? I, I could represent myself in court. I could, but I hire a lawyer. Uh, because the stakes are really high and I kind of want a professional. <laughs> and I think the same thing is true in real estate, right? Like I'm only doing this transaction every seven years or so. It's the largest financial decision I'm going to make in my life. Uh, this is, they're all very different. I would like a professional who knows what they're doing to help me. So I think the future of real estate is agents, um, you know, being much more effective through technology and focusing on what what really makes them special versus the kind of you know tour houses which is not as you know unique my my team plus coach over at tom ferry just asked me what, what's your best objection handler to for sale by owners i think i'm going to steal yours you know <laughs> i could yeah. go to court i could represent myself that's a great line right i mean it makes this is a buying a house a big deal a very big deal and it's a gigantic financial transaction. And I think, you know, a lot of these like shows out there make the whole home buying process look all like sexy and cool. We went to this yeah. house. Like the end is not sexy. The end is scary. No. Yeah. <laughs> and you need a professional to help you. Yeah. And even in the best of deals, there's stress just on packing your, your boxes and going through what you need to keep and what you need to get rid of. I mean, that's just stressful no matter how good the real estate transaction has gone for you. There's so many layers to it. So absolutely. I, I agree. Right now, people are finding homes not through agents. They're finding them through the app and, and you know, photography and, and feeds that the agents provide to these portals through IDX and MLS and, and this kind of stuff, right? Is that going to be the way consumers are finding homes for a very long time? Or is there something on the horizon? Is there, you know, is it is it more... Uh, of a VR world, what's what's going to be the next five or 10 years of how consumers find homes? Well, there's find homes and view homes, right? Yeah. So I think VR will be much more for how do I experience the house, right? I remember when I was looking at houses, it's hard to kind of, even when you're physically in them, understand what will my furniture look like in this place, right? Oh, this place looks like a mess. Yeah, but what would happen with different paint? So I think it'll be actually easier for consumers to visualize what homes could be through VR, mm -hmm. right? Whether you're physically there or at home, oh, put all my furniture in there. What would it look like if all the walls were blue? What would it look like if the house, right? So that will actually help sell homes more and you know, bridge that, say, creativity gap. And the first part of how will people find homes? I mean, so there's lots of ways to have a different interface to searching. I think a lot of the portals look very similar today in that you land on a site, you type in an address or, or a location, and then it's kind of a map and you can play around the map and it shows a listing display page or, or search results page. The future could be much more curated search, kind of like um, 
you know, I know who you are. I know your experience. I'm not going to show you every house. I'm going to show you a subset of them that you really care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that could be through something like Tinder swiping, right? Where it's all, you know, you only see some there. It could be more through like chatbots and AI where you're talking to some virtual assistant, either verbally or typing, and they're sending you information. Um, I think it'll be much more curated through time, um, much like it would be with a, an agent, right? An agent doesn't say, hey, here's every single house in Austin, um, and here's a map. An agent would say, all right, look, we talked a little bit. I understand what you want. Here are the 10 houses that I think we should go look at. On a scale from you know 1 to 100, what percentage would you give the brokerage community of coming up with that next either portal to find the home to your point or, you know, VR to experience the home. Uh, brokers obviously over the last 20 years, ha- you know, have fallen way behind in, you know, advancing technology for the consumer going forward. Would you heavily weigh the scale towards realtor and, you know, some of your competitors, or do you give any shot at the brokerage community being able to pull it off? I mean, it's hard. Well, first there's individual agents who individually, they don't have a ton of cash to invest in something like this, right? Then there's teams, then there's large brokerages as well. Even large brokerages don't have the cash and backing to invest in the research and development and product and engineering teams to get there, right? I mean, if you think about the balance sheets and the ability to recruit top talent who of Realtor, Zillow, Redfin, others, right? it's going to be hard to compete with those tech companies. Um, and that doesn't mean it's impossible. I know that's what Keller Williams has really focused on and Realogy has done a lot of investment in this space. Um, but I don't think that's their, that's not in their core DNA, right? That's not what they were built as. Um, it's kind of like our philosophy at realtor.com of partnering with the best, right? Like realtor.com, we don't know a tremendous amount about mortgage and financing. We don't know a tremendous amount about title and homeowners insurance. That isn't part of our DNA. So we want to partner with the best vendors out there to give as much choice for consumers and agents, right? So well, I was talking in the beginning, what is the hardest thing for a startup to do is stay focused. We know what we're good at. We know what we're not. We know we need to help the consumer and the agent through the whole journey. So we're gonna build the whole package through partnering with others. And I don't think there should be the expectation on the brokerage community to build phenomenal tools and software and technology. They're not necessarily tech companies. They could potentially go down that path and put a lot of resources, but why not partner with the best of the best out there? I mean, that's that's why we're not all farmers in society, right? There's some division of labor. I know what I'm good at, you know what you're good at, right? And then we make, we, collectively, we can make more money by specialization. In your company, there's 1,600 employees. You mentioned kind of the, the three layers of the brokerage community, individual agent, team, brokerage. Are there any, out of 1,600 people, are there any individual rogue employees, players, or is everybody basically in a division or a team at Realtor.com? Rogue as in like independent contractors, you mean? I mean yeah, like, you know, you have the individual agent where they're out there working their business for themselves mm. in any of these really successful companies like realtor, realtor.com. Are there any individuals just kind of out on their own, own mission or is everybody on a team 
in, in Europe to that company. Yeah, look, that, that's the difference between an independent contractor and an employee, right? Like we are a business and all of those 1600 people are W2 employees, right? Now we do partner with other contractors here or there for specific projects, but they're not like core to our mission, right? If you are going to, and that I think is a really important thing and how most companies and corporations are is people who are core to your mission have to be on the same team. And the way you're on the same team is you hire them and you give them some type of guarantee that you're going to get this base salary when times are good or bad, but we're in this thing together. Yep. Um, real estate's really interesting. It's different than most industries, right? Uh, where the majority of people are on their own. The majority of people do not have that support. The majority of people do, do not have that guarantee. Yeah. And do you, do you think that's the right answer for the consumer? to be working with one individual person who's wearing 15 plus hats or is the right answer for the consumer for the industry to go more of a team-based model? So I have, so I think about who are our most successful clients at realtor.com, right? So we have lots of people who buy leads from us and take referrals from us. Mm -hmm. And so I get this, this ability to see, all right, some people killed it and we're very successful and some people are kind of struggling, right? And, and can't get the ROI. And all of those people, by the way, typically say, oh, I got the right model. It's your fault. It's your leads and stuff like that, right? So I get the, the, the I, I know the leads are bad, right? So I get the, I know the leads are standard because everyone's getting the same thing, right? But some people love it and some people hate it. And, and so it's like, how can you give the same stuff to people that some people are obsessed with and love and some people think you're the worst in the world? <laughs> how is that possible? To me, it's because of the setup of, of, of um, of, of these different teams, right? Individual agents have a really hard time if you're out there alone in, lead, in online lead conversion, right? A, a good example is speed to lead is really important. Yeah. If you're an individual agent, I know you may work hard. You're not working 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Like you, you shouldn't work that much, right? No, I agree. And, so, it's, and you shouldn't be expected to. With a team who say buys a bunch of leads, you have different people on call all the time, right? So that's just speed to leads an example there. Specialization is really important, right? There are some people who are better with buyers. There are some people who are better with getting listings. There are some people who are better with, you know, first-time home buyers. Some people are better with empty nesters. Some people are better on your team with people from out of town or in town. Like some people with high-end homes, some with low-end homes. You need, but leads are everything. <laughs> so, you know, I had someone not too long ago say, oh man, these leads suck. They, all, a bunch of people, they only spoke Spanish. That doesn't mean the leads are bad. That means you don't speak Spanish, <laughs> right? If you spoke Spanish, you would have loved these leads. Yeah. So uh, you need, and that's another thing. I think that the best teams are the most diverse teams. The, the teams that have, uh, are able to handle every situation mm -hmm. versus if you have a team of everyone's the exact same, well, that's not really solving too many problems. Who's got more power in the industry, teams or brokerages? I think it depends on the brokerage. <laughs> I think a well-run brokerage has a lot of power and a lot of influence because they have a lot more resources, right? They have teams within that brokerage who are organized, but they have the centralized layer of support, of training, many things. There's other brokerages who, you know, they have no infrastructure, right? They're not giving a lot. They're not uh, very influential because they're not, they're not taking much, but they're not giving much either. Very and so what has to happen in that case is teams need to develop, right? Teams developed because there are some brokerages that weren't giving the infrastructure needed. 
But in places where there are brokerages that act like saying mega teams in some way, teams didn't develop because they got all the infrastructure and resources they need. So it, saying broker is, it's such a wide spectrum. It is. Uh, so many different styles and yeah, you could have a one person brokerage and then, and then you could have a very large brokerage, you know, the fastest growing like, like EXP, which I'm, I'm not an EXP agent, but just, you know, just their model, for example, is much different than, than many others. So, yep, absolutely. All right. What, what's every agent need to be doing? You know, this year's obviously a crazy market. What do they need to be doing the next 12 months, 24 months? What, what should be their number one focus? Is it online leads? Is it building their brand uh, to compete with disruptors? In your opinion, what should every agent be focused on if they had one thing to pick from? Uh, I mean, this is broad and we go a little deeper, but I think it's leaning into technology instead of shying away from technology. Like all the stuff we've been talking about is the future of real estate agents is going to be making themselves more productive through technology. Mm -hmm. And technology has a big spectrum as well, right? It is what are the tools that you use or your team use to be more productive. It is how do you partner with someone like a realtor.com to get access to the consumers in their platform to get those not only leads, but get those referrals and then use that system. You know, um, our system, uh, when we pass referrals to people, they use our referral manager and we track agents and we give them scores based on their performance with these leads, right? Some agents love this. They get very competitive. They're leaning into it. They're using the tools more. They're helping consumers, you know, digitally close and thus they get more. Some agents are, I don't know, what's it, Luddites, right? They're like afraid of technology. They're like, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, my consumers don't want to close digitally. No, they don't want to do this. I, and so they kind of lean away from it and they get afraid of it. Um, and so I think it, technology is not going to work in every single situation, but it's going to help agents, especially the right technology. And so um, I think this year, leaning into technology as much as possible as a competitive advantage instead of fearing technology and, and shying away from it. You guys have so much data. Are, are the majority of consumers preferring agents use text message or, or just pick up the old phone and call them? So, you know, a lot of people ask like majority of consumers, there is such a huge spectrum of consumers. Uh, I would say text message is very effective for us as well, right? If we're gonna call somebody, some will pick up. Some people will never, ever talk to us. And we, but we text them and they text us right back. Right. So some people want to chat online as well. They're like, ah, I don't want to go use SMS. I'd rather chat that way too. So I, you need to really have the full spectrum, but not bombard somebody with the communication style that they don't want. And it's, you can, you can figure it out pretty quickly early on of this person wants to text with you or doesn't want to text with you, wants to be on the phone with you and doesn't want to be on the phone with you. So I think you need it all. Uh, but yes, we've seen more and more people want to text and more and more people want to chat. What's one way just a regular agent or team could kind of figure that out quickly. And I'm sure, you know, op city created, a, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, systems and technology that now, you know, realtors using to understand, Hey, you know, this consumer wants to be text messaged. You know, how would an individual agent do that with just their database? Uh, most CRMs allow for some texting capability where you can text straight through like those CRMs partner with Twilio or somebody like that, that allows for, uh, for texting. Um, and so my recommendation would be try to text everybody, right? I mean, the, the worst that happens is somebody says no, or doesn't respond to you. Um, but I don't, I haven't really seen the attempt of texting 
turns somebody off so much that they say, I don't want to work with you. Mm-hmm. It's either they're, they do it or not. So I think obviously if you have a database, you're using some form of CRM, I would hope your CRM would have some texting capability. So I think, uh, try to text your database. And if they, like you said, if they text back, stay with that. Uh, yeah. you know, don't, don't go calling them if they're texting you back. Or if you're, look, sometimes it's more efficient to call. So you could text, Hey, do you mind if I call you soon? I want to talk about a few things. Um, and I think, look, the, the good thing about people reaching out to realtor.com, these are people who wanted to talk to us. I'll tell you the difference Yodo. Yodo, I used to cold call small business owners to sell them advertising. Those are people who didn't want to talk to <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, well, in the beginning, definitely. Yeah. yeah, for years. Love it. Much like at uh, Op City, I did all the CSR work myself. I did the very first Spanish transfer, actually. Wow. Speaking to somebody. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was hard. This is a lot easier. These are people who went to our website. They saw a house that they liked and they said, can I go see it or I want to schedule a tour. If you text them, they're, not, they're like, thank you. <laughs> or you call them, yeah, sure, thanks for calling me back. Nobody, you know, what's really crazy is when, um, not on the OpCity or the referral side of the business, but when we sell leads, we do surveys to consumers of, did the agent reach out to you? And a very high percent of the leads, the agent never calls, right? Or never texts. And that's actually what frustrates the consumer and actually gets them mad at realtor.com. And that's why we have our concierge uh, experience of we need, if people are going to keep coming to realtor.com and expect somebody to call them, we should own some of that responsibility. Uh, and that, when we talk about the future of real estate agents, agents don't love having to call someone right away or text somebody right away. That's kind of like a pain. <laughs> they like the other parts of the business. And so we're trying to, in essence, outsource or be a partner to the industry for stuff that they don't really like doing in the first place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I mean, you know, I think, uh, I think about that all the time. If, if you're not, if you're going to deliver inconsistent experiences for the consumer, eventually they're, they're going to stop coming back. So yeah, no, no question about it. Yeah. I mean, look, a very close friend of mine, Ken Jenny, I'm not sure if you know, Ken passed away on Monday and Ken was a phenomenal mentor to us. He's a great contributor Inman, and, and, um, you know, consultant in the industry. I don't think Opsity could have existed without Ken. Uh, in, in the early days. And Ken just was obsessed with the consumer. Like any comment he ever talked about, anytime I ever talked to him is the reason uh, this industry uh, is failing in many ways is we're not focused on the consumer enough, especially as leaders. Uh, and I think that's one thing that Realtor and Zill and others, like we are a portal for consumers, right? We're helping consumers through the home buying journey. Uh, and so we want to partner with the industry to say, Together, we're going to deliver a phenomenal consumer experience. What are the things that we should do that is more efficient and effective? And what are the things that we can't do that you as an agent need to do and should do on the ground? Yeah, that's a great way to wrap it up, Ben. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, well, let's, let's continue Ken's legacy and, and serve the consumer. He is uh, an amazing leader in this space. And if we can take one thing away is his passion for the consumer and passion for this industry. Um, so yeah, love Ken and rest in peace. Well, well put. But ben, uh, people want to you know reach out and get involved with Realtor. What's the best play there for them? If yeah, so um, definitely come to our website uh, or if you go to marketing.realtor.com that highlights our different products. So we have our referral product uh, where we pass referrals to real estate agents and they only pay us on close. We have our leads product called connections. Uh, we have a product called a local expert 
which is branding uh, for agents, but also for listings and promoting listings on our site and having uh, them highlighted. Uh, we have market reach where you can advertise outside of realtor.com on Facebook and other places. Uh, we have our whole media suite as well. Uh, we have something called market VIP as well, uh, where an, uh, a, a team can dominate a market and have our concierge work the leads and pass them to them. So lots of cool stuff there. And if anybody wants to reach out to me too, my email is ben.rubenstein at realtor.com. So you remember my name, you remember realtor.com and where I work, you can find me. <laughs> Got it. And I'll link, up, I'll link up the marketing link for okay, cool. that, that wants to check that out. Ben, really appreciate your time. Thank you for doing this. And I look forward to, to seeing your journey here over the next year or, or coming years. And I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for inviting me. I, I enjoyed it. Thank you.